Welcome to this week's edition of Confessions of a Fitness Professional. I'm your fit pro, Andra Anderson, and this is officially the first episode of 2024. I still can't believe it, even though the year passes and we go through all of the holidays and go through all of the things and all of the seasons, it still feels so abrupt when it just changes. Like all of a sudden, I'm supposed to remember to write a four at the end of the year when I date things. I'm supposed to remember to say 2024 or 2024. Whoa, it's gonna take a minute to get used to that even though all of our things just, you know, automatically change over to the date, there's still that feeling. I still have uh, a dry erase calendar that I write on and I, I add everything to, so I'm still sort of living in that manual world. So writing 2024 has been, it's, it's been a, it's been a practice for sure. I know there is so much energy around this time of the year and it's something we wanna to try to harness. And like being in the fitness world, it has always been like a fresh start, a new year, new beginning, new opportunities, start something different and fresh and new and exciting. And I'm here for that. And as a fitness instructor and fitness professional and a trainer, I'm here to help you set and achieve goals. But my confession of the week is that I don't set goals for myself. Wait rewind, go back. Haven't you always told us that in order to achieve something, you have to have a goal? Yes. <laughs> Let me explain. Several years ago, we're coming on almost 10 years ago, I switched from a laundry list of goals to a word of the year. And that word was sort of my defining moment defining opportunity for how I wanted the year to go and to look. I need to look up some of my old words. I posted it on my Instagram and my Facebook, but I've started doing this in 2015. And here it is. The first word I used was focus. So the idea behind setting a word of the year versus a laundry list of goals is that it leaves it leaves your, your year, your intentions, even if you wanna do goals, more flexible. It gives you more flexibility when it comes to creating and achieving what you want. So I knew by selecting the word focus that I could look at something objectively and say, okay, does this align with my word of the year? And that is how I decided whether to say yes to something or no to something, that is how I made all of those decisions. This year, 2024, 2024, I've chosen the word create. During 2020, the height of COVID, actually my year, my word of that year was launch. Oh my gosh, who <laughs> could not have seen that coming? That was amazing. I definitely relaunched my fitness business in 2020. Like it changed and I changed and my interests and my priorities, like I feel like everything really changed. And 
it was for the better. I, <laughs> several months into that year, I was exhausted from teaching so many things, but it showed me my capacity. It showed me what I'm capable of achieving. So I love that that was the word of 2020. That's so amazing. But I want to bring some of that energy and intention back into the fold in 2024. I don't want to go as far to say that I've been like coasting, but I've kind of been coasting in fitness. Like I'm sort of picking and choosing what I do. I'm not overloading myself on events. I'm not saying yes to everything. I'm not really even taking any training clients yet, 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 yet. So I want to kind of relaunch and create the next chapter of Fit with Andra. I have big ideas like having guests on this podcast, like writing for some pretty big companies for blogs, relaunching my website that is just pitiful. Like, don't go look at it. Let's not make that mistake. I paid a lot of money just to have it sit on the internet last year. And truthfully, the year before that, I really just relied on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook to get the word out. And I really need to also rebuild my email marketing campaign. Like this is the stuff that I used to do for my job, for my profession, and I don't do it for myself, which is just mind blowing. So 2024 is my chance, my opportunity to create, to realign myself, to get back into that creative space and allow myself to be creative. Now with that comes some uncertainty. And I think the reason the last couple of years that I've really stayed grounded and kind of flying a little bit under the radar is because I craved that certainty and it's very difficult in the fitness profession to have certainty. You are relying on people, other people. Like if you have a great fitness gig, a great teaching gig now, it will and can change based on the management of that place. It can change based on the participation of your members. It can change based on what the fad is at the moment. Like the whole 75 hard and, oh gosh, um, the, just those like really intense things totally killed like my fitness mojo because that's just not who I am as a person at all. I love big challenges and aspirations, but like I don't like the idea of going so hard that you forget what you're doing and why you're doing it. Like that's what that's sort of why I took a little break from running. I was going so hard for like what reason? I don't even know. So again, 2024 is a chance to align myself to the word create, to allow myself to be creative, to put myself in those kind of uncomfortable positions to see what great things can happen. So I don't encourage a long list of goals anymore when I train and work with clients. I really love having the flexibility of a word of the year. Like how is it that you want your year to go? What do you want to focus on? What do you want to be the leading thing in your, in your fitness world, in your professional world, any of those things? So for me, it's create. I'm so excited to create this year and, and allow myself to, to have that energy to create and kind of consider what I could be doing differently and maybe even better. With that, I thought of instead of 
goals, having a list of goals, what kinds of things would I encourage somebody to include or or consider when they're thinking about their, their word of the year, their intentions for the year, or well, how to align yourself for a more successful, better, stronger year in 2024. So this is sort of, these are sort of my, my Bible statements. These are my, this is what helps me decide if I say yes to something. And if I allow myself the energy and the time to commit to something and how I decide or make a decision on what to do next. So here's my list. Okay, this is a big one. This first one has, I'm not even exaggerating, changed my life. Are you ready? If it is not a hell yes, it's a no. Do you know we make 37,000 decisions in a single freaking day? 37,000. Your brain is just all over the place trying to decide from the second that you wake up till the second that you go to sleep. All of the things that you have to consider, all the things that you have to produce, to accept, to help others with, 37,000 decisions. So this has really helped me. If I get invited to something or asked to do something or something is put onto my desk, if I don't feel an immediate, yes, this is amazing, I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to try to put like half-assed energy into something that I'm not completely on board with. Now, I am in the middle of my professional career. <sighs> have to take a moment to realize that. I mean, maybe not. Like, I'm going to work forever. I'm probably going to work forever. But based on my age, I'm kind of in the middle of my professional career. So I might have a little more leeway, or if you're in the middle of your professional career, you might have a little more leeway to say yes or no to projects. Like, you might be at the beginning of your career where you're trying to make it in and you're trying to. I don't know, work your way up to something. So you might take on more things than not. But at this moment in my life, in my career, in my fitness business, if it is not a hell yes, I'm not even dealing with it. And I'm trying really hard to still reply and to just give that immediate decision versus just sort of letting it simmer out there. But I think the simmering, the simmering is a decision. When you let something just sit and you don't reply to it, that is a decision. But it's better for your just emotional and physical well-being to just say no. If you're not feeling it in your gut, just say no. That chapter closes. It goes away. They will find somebody else to do it. If they really want it done, maybe they'll even do it themselves. I've seen that happen before too. And I'm like, wow, you can do this. So if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. That is just, I live by this and I am a lot less stressed as a result of it. Um, this next one is so hard and I'm still unlearning it. I am a child of the 90s where we were yelled at by fitness instructors and gym teachers alike and told some pretty nasty things about our bodies. You don't have to earn anything that you eat or drink. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to earn it. If you want it, 
have it. I've got oat milk creamer in here. And I know all of those Instagram in and outs, so many people are canceling oat milk because of the grape seed oil. I know, but guess what? I have a teeny bit. It tastes delicious. I love it in my double espresso. I don't care. I'm doing it. Whatever. So you don't have to earn. <laughs> so delicious. You don't have to earn anything you eat or drink. You're allowed to have it. You're not running to eat a piece of cake. You're not, you know, I, I know that's kind of like a touchy subject and I have to be careful with how I deliver that message, especially as somebody in the fitness profession, but I'm saying it out here. You don't, you don't have to earn anything that you eat, truthfully. And again, <laughs> I am heavily unlearning that one. Ooh, this next one is so fun. Not everyone will like you and that's okay. And I've included this in my getting organized, my confession of not setting goals episode because sometimes we say yes to things because we want somebody to like us and we want people to think, not even just to like us, we want people to think favorably. Like I don't want people to go, oh, she said no to me. Like, okay, yeah, I did and you moved on, I moved on, everything's okay. You're just not gonna be everybody's favorite person and people are going to have their own narrative about you in their minds. You can't stop that. So the sooner that you come to peace with that, the better it will be. It's okay to let people down. It's okay. It's okay to miss a deadline. It's okay to not say yes to everything just because you feel guilty. It's okay. Not everyone will like you. Related to that, this next one, and I see this so much when I'm working with the students that I, I work with in my education profession because of the situations that they have at home, hurt people hurt people. So I, I included this in the goal setting episode because I think a lot of us try to impress other people or we wanna again be acknowledged or liked by other people. Sometimes people are mean. <laughs> And that sucks but it has nothing to do with you like they're hurting so they're hurting you so thinking about all those negative messages that somebody might be delivering to you just remember they're hurting don't feel bad for them I mean you can have a little bit of sympathy but don't let that come onto you hurt people hurt people they just do this misery loves company. Related to that, this is probably one of the best things I've ever learned about dealing with people and taking criticism. Take nothing personally. If somebody directs some negative energy your way, just remember it has nothing to do with you. And again, this is included in this goal setting post because a lot of times we're setting a goal or we're trying to be part of the, the pack, we're trying to be involved, we're trying to be liked, we want, we want to impress and, and, and get the little gold star. And you know what? Sometimes it's just not about you. And that's okay. That's nothing. It's not anything to do with you. And people are going to try to rain on your parade. When you show up with energy and enthusiasm and excitement, there is some jerk out there that's going to say, oh, why are you getting so excited about that? Like, remember, it has nothing to do with you. 
people's comments, and this happens like on social media, even my posts, I get some pretty negative things every once in a while. And of course, those are the ones that stick out that you remember, like you can get a hundred really nice comments and one is a jerk and that's the one that you remember. But like, it's not about you. People, when they use their words or when they type, it's about them. It really doesn't have anything to do with you. It has to do with how they perceive what they're looking at. Nothing to do with you. It's coming from their learned behaviors and bad habits. Uh, let's see, I've got two more. Two more sort of like, this is how I've decided to live my life and this is how I, I set my intentions. Um, clear your space. Clutter is a bunch of unmade decisions. Mind-blowing. Again, 37,000 decisions in a day. Clutter is a bunch of unmade decisions. Do you ever feel like when you sit down to do a really important task, like this always happened when I had to write a really long paper, if I cleaned or cleared my desk off, I felt like I was gonna be so much more productive. Did you ever feel that way? It's so, it's a real thing. Clutter is unmade decisions. You set something there because you were like, I don't know where it goes, or I'm making an active decision not to do anything about this at this moment. And it sort of just starts to pile. It's kind of like all those tabs on your computer, that's clutter, mess on your desk, that junk drawer that you have. We no longer have junk drawers. That's just not a thing. I cannot deal because I will think about it all day. Clutter is just destructive. So as best as you can, make a plan to remove it. Simplicity, simplicity, simplicity is how we're moving forward. And my last one, this is a, this is a big one. This is a new one for me, something that it's really not a new thing for me, but something, and I have been thinking of life before COVID and after COVID, where I feel like I've always dedicated my time and energy toward things, but this is way more intentional dedication. Volunteer. Volunteer your time and energy. It is going to help you align better with your goals. It is going to help you connect better with people. It is life-changing to volunteer your time and a little bit outside your comfort zone. I logged a ton of hours last year working at a, a food bank and it was so, it got stressful. So I had to sort of back away from it. But at the time it was really, it was really great. And you sort of see a different side of the community. You get to meet different people and sort of in the, in the know and learning more about human connectivity. It, it's just, it's so important to have social groups and for part of that to be helping, helping others and looking at something as much bigger than just yourself. Uh, this is sort of a precursor. We will be doing a series on YouTube, reading through the Blue Zones book. I'm really excited about it. Blue Zones is something that I've been flirting with for a very long time. The Blue Zone idea is there are these pockets of areas around the world where people just live longer and they're overall healthier. And there were scientists and researchers that were gonna figure out why. So 
I, I really want to dive into that book. There's several books, but there's one in particular we're going to do on the YouTube to start with and just sort of introduce all those different topics. So if you're not already on the YouTube channel, go find Fit with Andra and join me for a virtual book series that will begin sometime late January, 2024. But of course it will be up there for any time that you want to go check it out. So uh, join me, join me there for a, a virtual book series. So there you have it. Confession. I don't set goals anymore. I set words. I set intentions and I allow those to sort of set the tone for what the year is going to look like. And as a result, I mean, let me look back. Let's see. Let's put the proof in the pudding. My word last year was build. Oh, yeah, I built. I built a lot. <laughs> uh, literally actually did a volunteer building project, but I, were, I focused on rebuilding my foundation of my fitness business and sort of taking a step back and understanding what was important to me and what I wanted to keep. I got rid of the fluff. I got rid of the excess and I'm really proud of myself for doing that. It's so hard to step away. It's so hard to step back, but it will make you a more grounded and better person. What else did I build last year? Definitely not my website. Don't look at that. Shoot, forgot that one. But that's more create. I'm excited. Create is more about my online, my online presence. A lot of that is is built into that. Uh, I built my shoe collection. That is for sure. Um, I built a good foundation for finances that I want to dive into this year. I built different relationships. Like I found different social communities and that just makes you feel so much better. So yeah, it was a building year. I love a building year. Sometimes you just need to step back and have a good solid foundation. I would love to know what your word of the year will be or what words you're flirting with. Um, if I can find it, many years ago, I wrote a blog post, <laughs> speaking of building, don't look at my blog, that identified, I think, a hundred different words that were action words, active verbs that you could use for your word of the year. So if I find it, I will link it in the show notes. And I would love to know what your word of the year is. I'd love to know what you're flirting with, you're thinking about. And heck, if you don't want to do the word of the year and you set goals, power to you. It's not something that I do, but I would love to hear those too. So thank you for, for tuning in for another episode of Confessions of a Fitness Professional. And I'll see you next time. Bye.